Welcome to Be More Super the Podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. On this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we've got a great guest. He's an actor from New York, and he's got a great film coming out on the 28th of May called Women. Um, it's, of course, Michael Simon Hall. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. And how is everything? So you're coming from right now over the pond in New York. How's everything in New York at the moment with with everything that's happening because we can't really hide away from it it's all over the news and new york of all places did get it hard at one point so how's everything now well i've been here really throughout the whole thing uh i've um, been very fortunate and um i've left only a few times uh, you know there are many people that decided they wanted to uh relocate or at least temporarily but people are starting to come back already and um We've definitely had our serious challenges here, but things are definitely on the upspring, you know, on the upswing, you know, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. We have, um, you know, Broadway's coming back in September. Uh, institutions like Carnegie Hall are going to be opening in October. And uh, if you go out in the streets, it's it's quite festive. People are really enjoying themselves. We have the beautiful mm. spring weather right now. This is a great time to be in New York City. I was at the beach mm. the other day. It was gorgeous, and people are all over the place. Mm. And uh, people are wearing their masks. You know, we have a mandate, I guess, now where when you're outside, as long as you keep your distance, you don't have to wear your mask. Uh, some people are still choosing to wear the mask. But say I can go mm. to the gym now, and whether you wear your mask or not is discretionary based on whether you've been vaccinated or not. And they've resumed almost or completely normal hours, which makes me very happy. <laughs> I just got back from the gym, actually. So, uh, That's awesome. Yeah, so, you know, like things are really hopping. And now we have all these beautiful street cafes that were put up by, you know, uh, as, uh, you know, uh, out of necessity but now you know the city has allowed them to stay and now that the summer is coming back of the, the warm weather it's become quite festive and encourages people to go out and enjoy the restaurants and hopefully support the local businesses and all that yeah and that's 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 what i i like about new york i mean i've been there seven times absolutely loved the place and it's just a resilience of the people i just think is fantastic i mean new york has been through a lot over the past couple of decades and they just bounce back and you know new york for me it's just a magical place no matter what time of the year i mean i've been in uh, in new york in winter summer um i've never been to coney island that's one place i've never been to oh I know. I've, wow. I've, I've been all over New York, but I've never been to Coney Island. So I think the next trip that. with the wife, because obviously she's never been to America, is to take her to New York and take her to Coney Island and get a, a hot dog or a corn dog um, and yeah, see yeah, how yeah. she fares. So let's let's talk talk about your work, because after reading up about you, you're like... You've got so many layers and it's just it's just such interesting reading about everything that you've done and everything that you're doing. Uh, the first first of all I wanted to ask why acting? What got you into acting because it's quite a competitive industry to get into. I mean, you've got to be either mad or 
or super talented, which I'm sure you know you are. I mean, from from everything I've seen, maybe a little of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how I got this how I got this role in women that we're going to talk about. No, but yes. I, that's a joke. No. He's he's a crazy guy, truly crazy guy. Mm. Um no, but I think you do have to have kind of like a mad passion. And I think that's where it started when I was young, but really my first passion, my first love was music. Um when I was very young and um and then it, it evolved into other things. And once I started performing on stage or something about connecting with an audience, being on stage in front of people and feeling like that I had a special ability on some level to communicate certain things, apparently that at first you don't realize it when you're young and then people tell you, Michael, you're really good at that. Did you realize that you can do this and that? And then you start to think about it and, and then it makes you feel good. And then you're making other people feel good. And then, it kind of grows from there. And then I started doing community theater when I was in seventh grade. And then I was, I was kind of hooked at that point. Like just the, I don't know, it's an innate thing. It's kind of like in your, you know, it's deep. It's kind of in your blood sort of, I mean, some kind of creative expression and, um, you know, there's many different ways it can reveal itself or ways you can use it. And, um, and I've done a lot of different things because I'm not, I don't consider, I consider myself a storyteller. Um, and that can be in many different mediums. I mean, some people say they're actors and they're visual storytellers, but I'm also, I'm not just a visual storyteller. I also write, I direct, I produce, I collaborate, and I get a lot of enjoyment and satisfaction out of doing other projects where I don't have to be in front of the camera or I don't have to be on stage. I can be behind the scenes. I could be assisting other creatives, um, helping them fulfill their vision. And that's really exciting. And I also enjoy how I, Part of the reason I do that is so I can be better when I get on stage. I understand what a director does. I understand where the writer is coming from. I understand how important the time and effort, um, the heart and soul that a writer puts into a script and to be able to respect that and mm -hmm. to try to see things from their point of view. And then um, I think that's, you know, that's really helpful. And what's been so, your biggest obstacle, you know, start, starting out? Because you started out in the theatre. I mean, how hard is it uh, to be an actor? <laughs> well, you mean a professional working actor? Is that, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I mean, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. I mean, well, it depends on your perspective. You mm. know, if it's something that you're really passionate about, anything say you're an entrepreneur say you're a solopreneur like you have your own business you're running this uh, mm. podcast and mm. making a good go of it it looks like and but it's anything that you want to achieve in life is not i mean if it's if it's something really worth achieving it's not going to come easily probably um now some things are harder than others and certainly being a working actor is quite a challenge and because it's not just about getting one gig. It's about, well, now I got one gig. Well, what's the next, the next gig? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a constant momentum, uh, trying to build a momentum of growth over time, hopefully, and, and trying to align it with what you feel is really right for you. And that, um, you know, in this business, you got to, if you want to pay the bills, we take all kinds of jobs sometimes um, mm -hmm. that may not align with our bigger vision. But hopefully, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do is to, steer myself in the right direction to make the right choices for myself. And, and that adds another layer of challenge to it too, you know? Mm. Um, uh, yeah. People don't really realize unless you're in the business. Um, it's a lot of, it's 90% work. 
<laughs> you know, it's kind of like by the time you get on set, that's like your reward. And that's when you get yeah. to play. Or when you get on stage, that's when you get to play. Because I would have been, when I was a kid, I was on stage, you know, because I just love to do it, right? And you love yeah. to do it. Like, you would probably love to do podcasts. You love to interview your guests. But look, yeah. all the stuff you have to do to get ready and to promote your mm. show and to get the guests and all the technical elements yeah. that you've got, that can be burdensome. But it's part of the game. It's part of the deal, mm. you know? And how do you measure success? I mean, is it awards? Is it the work? Or is it something else? Oh, I don't know. I I, I think it could be all things. It could be at different mm. times. It's different things. I think the most important success is the success you give yourself of maintaining your integrity, knowing that you've done a good job, mm. and that hopefully you've made some kind of difference. Even if, like, you just say, okay, I did well on set today. I know the director's happy. I know my other, my co-actors feel like they're being supported um, to do good work. And we accomplish what we set out to do today. That in itself is a, is a form of success. Or just when you have an audition and, you know, this business is a lot about trying to get work. And I'm not at the place where everyone just throws a script at me and is begging me to do, you know, Sometimes I get offered things, but I very much have to go in. And I have to prove myself. And and um, when you go in and you have to do that a lot, um, just having a good audition is a is a is a is an aspect of success. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, I did my best work today that I could do. I felt like I was prepared. I delivered, and okay, it's done. I can feel good about it. You know. Um, and then there's the commercial success, of course, and you want that, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's great too. Um, I think I guess I try to look at success holistically and like all like these different facets of success. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's about doing what you think is right and not not shirking back or not um, letting fear overcome you about fear of failure. Um, and to follow through on your passion, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and risky. You know, because there's definitely a lot of risk. You got to get used to living with risk as part of your life and kind of like a high level of risk in this business. Mm-hmm. And um, but being true to yourself and if you really want to do it, then you do it full out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the industry, I mean, I, I at a younger age, I did a few films. I did a few TV. Uh, I've been to plenty of auditions and um you know, I enjoyed it when I was young, young, younger, but the resilience that you've got to have as being an actor <laughs> yeah. is just unbelievable. I mean, I've been in casting calls where you're in the line of people and the casting director will come. And before you've even opened your mouth or delivered, you know, a monologue or anything like, like, like that, he, he's chosen like four people out of the line by just the way that they look, not the talent that they've got. Um, so I, I really do bow down to anyone that is is making a success in this business like yourself. And talking about success, um, let's talk about women. And I don't mean that about, you know, let's talk about women, but your new movie that is <laughs> out on the 20th. 20... Right? Yeah, well, well, I am, ma- I am ma- ma- married, so it would be uh, a few <laughs> hours of uh, putting the world to rights. But, um, yeah, yeah, so women out on the 28th of May on demand – I've seen the trailer and it, it, it it's it's scary. Um, I've got to say the strap line, uh, the tagline, should I say, is "Don't scream, don't run, survive," um, which is absolutely astonishing. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I play uh, Bradley Gilmore, the professor uh, that you see in the trailer. And, um, well, you, you definitely get an idea that he's doing some things he shouldn't be doing. And uh, it's, uh, this is a, it's really um, it's a psychological thriller or what, um, what Anton Sigurdsson, the, uh, the writer-director, very, very talented guy from Iceland, um, Icelandic director. And this is his first foray into the United States market. He's been very, he's had a lot of success in his homeland, and now he's branching out. And you're going to hear his name again very soon. Um, so, but um, the idea is that uh, this guy um, Bradley Gilmore has been doing uh, things for quite a while that he shouldn't be doing. Oh, what I was going to say, I lost train, my train of thought. Anton Anton calls the movie a crime noir. Okay. Right. And it kind of harkens back to, if you think sort of, a, it's like a contemporary crime noir, more than a horror film, even though it may be considered a genre of horror. It's really implied uh, violence and most for the most part, and there's it's a slow burn, and it's really about the psychological aspects of what's going on. Um, be the dynamic between this charming professor who's been getting away with kidnapping women for a long time, and what allows the women to be put in this position and how do they survive within that environment, and and do they survive, and and or not? And uh, there's a detective, uh, Adam Dorsey, who is played by Adam Dorsey, um, who does a great job, and he's uh, working to try to help these women while he's dealing with uh, challenges with women in his own personal life. And he's yeah. uh, he does a great job. And and the women in the story are Anna Mesh um, from Tiny Pretty Things, uh, on currently on Netflix, and also Anna Marie Dobbins. Uh, wonderful cast, and um, so it's uh, it's a very interesting character for me to play because he's one of these guys that, on the surface, seems like he's totally fine, sane, uh, charming, uh, intellectual uh, type, um, and esthete loves uh, loves art and, and aesthetics, music, and and uh, but he's got it. He's definitely got a few screws loose. And it turns out that he's he had a very he had some very damaging things that happened to him as a young man as a child and and now he's um, he he's gone down the rabbit hole and he doesn't know how to control himself and um, and it was a it was quite a challenge to play the role in terms of the fine line between because he's constantly living a lie with the public and he's been able to do it because he's so smart and he's sort of got a split personality. He's, he's very compartmentalized mentally and, mm. and emotionally too. Um, and that was an interesting challenge and in how he's been able to keep people fooled for such a long time. And this is actually what happens in society. Sadly, this is partly inspired. Anton was partly inspired by actual true stories where this is things like this we know do occur. Mm. Um, and, um, but the, it's sort of an insight into, you know, the, again, the psychological factors involved. And then it's also just a thriller and it's entertainment and hopefully, uh, people can just enjoy it. And what was it like playing, uh, your, your, your character? Cause in the trailer, he seems very calculated, very intense. I mean, how much fun was it playing a role like that? Well, it's, well, it's it's interesting. I, it's mm. I, the, the the little moments that you see that they in the trailer is like the calculated, more overt moments. But mostly, it's not. Mm. It's very much under the surface, and that's what's even kind of like more fun to play. And then, um, and what I I mean, what I enjoyed the most is trying to find any 
part of humanity, a piece of humanity I could find in him, you know, and there is that in every character. And so there is true passions that he has. And those are the things that allows him probably to keep himself from totally going under, um, mm -hmm. like his love of, of literature and music. And, um, and so there's moments when he's sharing the, he's like talking to his class and, um, you could see that he definitely does have a passion for certain things. And that's kind of like the truer, saner part of himself. And I guess those are the parts that I, maybe I enjoyed the most in, in a, in an interesting way. I never, I never thought of that before, but, um, and, and how did you prepare for a role like this? I mean, how, how, how do you normally prepare for a role and how did you pre prepare for the role of Bradley Gilmore? Well, you you really study the script. You get you 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 know the, you read the script a lot, and you really kind of it's something that's happened over time, over many years of working on a tremendous amount of new plays here in New York and having a theater company, and um, just really the process of digging into a script and 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 not just analyzing the script, but uh, surrendering to the script. I like to think of it mm. that way, like you let the world of the script just start to reach out to you and um, you uh, you allow it to sort of activate your unconscious or your subconscious, whatever you want to call it, and that it starts to come, it starts to reveal itself in you and as opposed to you reaching out to it. I mean, you reach out to it, you do some intellectual things and you do research and things, but then you allow it to kind of wash over you. And you allow yourself to just go into that imaginary, the imaginary circumstances of the story. And um, if you do your work, I mean, everything that you should need to know, if it's a well-written script, is in, is on the page. It will tell you. Mm. It gives you all the clues. And then, of course, if you need to clarify things, you speak to the director. And, and Anton was very collaborative. We had several meetings before we got on set. And I threw out a lot of ideas to him. He took some of my ideas about, you know, subtle changes or, and, or, or strengthening or certain aspects of things. And then some things we incorporated, some things we didn't. You know, one, one element is I chose the music that I play because he plays the piano. Um, and um, unfortunately, the piano playing was not what I wanted it to be. Let's just let's say that we. Um, but uh, but I I got to choose the music that I played, and there was reasons why I chose the songs that I chose. That's one example of how Anti and I spoke about mm. how to flesh out some of the uh, some of the the details of the character. You know. Mm. Um, yeah. And, 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 and did you film this uh, in the last year or was this filmed before the pandemic? It was filmed in, in 2019 in the summertime down in, in, in Florida. Um, and um, it was supposed to be released, I guess, in January of 2020. And then it got delayed and then the pandemic happened. Or the pandemic mm. happened. They knew the pandemic was starting to happen. It got delayed, and it got delayed. Like it's like so many other projects, mm. you know. Yeah. So and so here we are now. And have you seen the finished article? Have you seen the full film? I have gotten a sneak peek um, of it, yeah. and uh, yeah, so I have seen it. Awesome. And what and what did you think? Are you happy with your work? I mean, are you the type of actor that likes to watch themselves? Uh, or do you, do you sort of uh, wince when you see yourself on screen? Both. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Depends on which moment and which scene, and yeah, you always there's always things that you feel like you could have done better, you know. Um, and uh, and uh, but it's also I I sort of make myself watch it to get comfortable watching myself because mm. especially when you when you start out and you're not comfortable watching yourself, it can be painful. <laughs> You know, or like, and you, it's easy to be critical of yourself and mm. to try to not be critical of yourself or overly critical or be constructively critical and just say and try to acknowledge yourself and say, hey, not too bad. Good job, Mike. You know, <laughs> OK, yeah, you could have done a little better there. You could have done a little better there. Whatever. Oh, I like what you did there, Mike. That was pretty cool. You know, try to be a friend to yourself about it. You know, yeah. try not to be critical and of course i can't be totally objective about the film because i was in it and you know when you're an actor you think about everything that happened on set and all the things that went into making the film that the audience knows nothing about you know mm. um and that's part of your experience um but i you know i enjoyed it yeah and i cannot and I wait to watch it i can't wait to watch it so so the 28th of may it's released on demand and I can't wait to... You see, I love the thrillers. I love um, psychological movies that get you thinking. You know, don't get me wrong, I like the slap slapstick sort of action movies, but I, me personally, I'm into all these John Grissom films. Uh, I mm. think they're fantastic. I like films that get me thinking. Um, and from the trailer, this is definitely going to be one that's going to tick all the boxes. Uh, and before we wrap up this wonderful interview, I just wanted to ask you about uh, the musical Henry Box Brown because oh, yeah. it was really bizarre because I was reading up about you and doing my re research. And funnily enough, probably four or five days ago, I watched a documentary about the story that the musical is based on. Um, oh, my God. And wow, it was just really bizarre. I was like, surely it's not 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 about this slave that that posted himself in a box and then became very, you know, famous and and did a lot for slave slavery. I mean, um, if you could tell us a bit about the mu music musical and you know what's hap happening now, because obviously with the pandemic, with broad Broadway and and theatres reopening, uh, they are in the West West End uh, under sort of restrictions. I mean, are we going to see the mu the mu musical out there soon? Or oh yeah, well, thanks for bringing it up, Brian. Yeah, it's been a project that's been close to my heart for about three years now, and we were in Edinburgh, uh, hmm. and maybe that's how you heard about it. We were featured on the BBC, and we had we had wonderful audience feedback and uh, full houses, wonderful reviews, and and um, really deeply moving audiences about the history of a uh, true history of um, based on the actual. The, the biography, um, the narrative wrote, written by uh, Henry Box Brown, and he became known as Henry Box Brown because, like you said, Brian, he, he became known for shipping himself through a mail, uh, uh, through mm. the mail in a box. And uh, this was back in 1749. Um, and because he did have slave owners that at least uh, allowed him to learn to read and write, he became quite literate. He's quite smart and became rather eloquent. And then he wrote a story about, he wrote his life story after he escaped. Um, and uh, I play, uh, it was based, it's based on, an, the, the whole the musical is all based on his narrative. Uh, and and Merriman Suri, the, crea the creator, is very, 
it's very important to her to be loyal to the truth of the you know of what actually mm. occurred and so i play a uh, reverend james smith who was a um a minister in virginia in his one in one, the town where he basically grew up in uh, about uh, 20 miles south uh south of yanceyville virginia i believe or and um so it of course this uh in the we're in this we're in the south it's 1700s uh you know uh, this preacher has been brought up in the slave society and and he and he reinforces the the whole mindset using the bible what you know i don't know if you know brian but at that time they had the thing called the slave bible it was an altered perverted version of the bible used to control the slaves to help keep them under control and he's using this uh bible in church and he starts to eventually awaken to the fact that he feels that this is not God's plan and that um, and that uh, he can no longer be part of a slaveholding congregation. And then he comes out to his wife and says, honey, I cannot do this anymore. And I, and, and of course, they have a huge fight and, and it's a risk to their livelihood. It's a risk to their actual lives. And he has children. Um, and then he 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 has he has kind of a catharsis where he. And um, this is part of the story. And he's trying to redeem himself by he ends up reaching out or Henry ends up reaching out to him to ask him for help to escape. And he ends up helping him to escape mm. from Virginia. And um, and uh, it's very moving on many different levels. And, um, and it's just a very it's a very re uh, meaningful thing for me to be a part of. Um and it's a great cast, and and we were on tour in the United States before the pandemic, and now we're going to resume the tour uh, this summer. We actually just had a workshop. We were in a COVID bubble, as we like to call it, where mm. every, we were all quarantined together. We were all tested, and then we were on in this private location for about three weeks, where we we were intensively working on a new script and new music for the show, additions, mm -hmm. uh, strengthening. You know, musicals take a lot of time to develop, and it mm. and so this is another iteration of the show based on all the successes we've already had to make it even to make it even better. Um, so we're really excited about that. So I don't know about the UK about you know if and when we'll be coming to the uk maybe maybe that would be wonderful we'll see what happens a, a lot of good things will probably happen in the next year for the show as it continues to develop we'll just have to stay stay mm -hmm. tuned i mean yeah. i mean i've got to say you know mu musicals are fun fantastic and i'm a massive fan of musicals and especially mm -hmm. in, in in new york on broad broadway uh, but the off-broadway shows i think are some sometimes better i think uh they're they're just just more grittier you get i like to see you know i went to see a, D, a david mamet play uh called sexual perversity in chicago and i absolutely loved that um, oh, wow. and yeah. yeah that had uh, matthew perry in you know chandler from friends yeah yeah, it yeah, had yeah hank hank azaria and mini driver in it and oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they they did fantastic uh but i can't it's wait to bit, see yeah. it if if if, if you come out to the the UK, uh, it'll 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 be awesome to see it, or it's a good excuse to maybe come over to New York if you're going to perform it in New York. That'll be awesome. I'll bring the one. Yeah, well, hopefully that will happen soon. Hopefully that's the plan, you know, uh, step mm -hmm. by step. And uh, and the, the music from it, Brian, is amazing. It's it's a it's a there's all different kinds of music in the show. There's a, mm -hmm. uh, a but it's predominantly Negro spirituals, which is the music mm -hmm. that, of that culture that kept the the slaves help them to keep strong and keep them hopeful and um 
and help them to survive and endure. And that is woven into the tapestry of the show. It is a tapestry of the show, these beautiful mm -hmm. Negro spirituals, um, beautiful acapella arrangements. And then um, and then you have all other kinds of music uh, in integrated into the show, all different kinds of uh, genres and styles. And, um, and yeah, it's it's quite a journey. Well, fingers crossed we'll see it soon. Uh, I mean, I've seen a bit of uh, you on Instagram singing uh, uh, very, very well. Um, oh, so, uh, oh, when I was singing in a rehearsal, in a recording studio? Yeah, yeah, you was, oh, yeah. yeah. It was, that was just, we did some demo tapes of some of the songs just recently. I mean, these are just re demo recordings, and I thought, oh, why mm. not share a little bit of it? So, yeah, yeah, you could hear me singing. If you go to my Instagram, you'll hear me singing one of the songs, a little piece that one of the uh, songs that the, uh, that the Reverend sings called I Refuse. And he's saying, I refuse to stand by any longer. I refuse to knock down other men just to make some men feel stronger. I refuse to think that God has placed me here to refuse to help a fellow man and succumb to mortal fear. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you, you know what? In, in in the time we're in at the mo mo moment, I think stories like that need to be heard. It inspires pe pe people. And I think, it, it you know, it wakes up pe people as well. I think people need a good shake every now, now and again and realise that we need to get rid of hate we need to get rid of racism we need to get rid of we just need to fill the world with love and i was hoping that maybe after the pandemic people are going to appreciate you know life a bit more and each other a bit more and realize that this pandemic is hit the whole world and we're going to survive and it's all about the decisions we make after um the pandemic because i'm sure i'm sure you've you've got plans once once a pandemic is over on what you're going to do or where you're going to visit and and everything like that but michael you've been a great guest thank yeah. you so much uh, your instagram and twitter uh, handles are just below your 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 face just there for all the fans to follow the 28th of may women thriller it looks awesome and i can't wait and uh, i'm sure i'm going to be uh, looking back at this interview thinking he's not that 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 evil <laughs> compared to his character on screen um but i'm really looking forward to it thank you so much for being on the show yeah thank you brian you've been listening to be more super the podcast it was crazy fun experience i love the show guys you're awesome listen my whole family loves it man if you enjoyed this episode be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends in my world it means hope